Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. You are listening to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast version of Morning Prayer, Right to, as found in the 1979 Book of Common Prayer, available through Church Publishing, Incorporated. Our devotional this week is offered by Luis Rivas, our student minister. If you would like to support this podcast and St. Michael's Episcopal Church, you can contribute online at saint-michaels.org. If you wish to follow along at home, please turn to page 75 in your Book of Common Prayer. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. Let us prepare our hearts by confessing our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. Glory Glory to the the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Our King and Savior draws near. Come, let us adore him. We will now read together the Jubilate on page 82. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself made us, and we are his. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his faithfulness endures from age to age. The psalm appointed for today is Psalm 38. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me in your wrath. For your arrows have already pierced me and your hand presses hard upon me. There is no health in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no soundness in my body because of my sin. For my iniquities overwhelm me. Like a heavy burden, they are too much for me to bear. My wounds stink and fester. 
by reason of my foolishness. I am utterly bowed down and prostrate. I go about in mourning all the day long. My loins are filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am utterly numb and crushed. I wail because of the groaning of my heart. O Lord, you know all my desires, and my sighing is not hidden from you. My heart is pounding, my strength has failed me, and the brightness of my eye is gone from me. My friends and companions draw back from my affliction. My neighbors stand afar off. Those who seek after my life lay snares for me. Those who strive to hurt me speak of my ruin and plot treachery all the day long. But I am like the deaf who do not hear, like those who are mute and do not open their mouth. I have become like one who does not hear, and from whose mouth comes no defense. For in you, O Lord, have I fixed my hope. You will answer me, O Lord my God. For I said, do not let them rejoice at my expense, those who gloat over me when my foot slips. Truly, I am on the verge of falling, and my pain is always with me. I will confess my iniquity and be sorry for my sin. Those who are my enemies without cause are mighty, and many in number are those who wrongfully hate me. Those who repay evil for good slander me, because I follow the course that is right. O Lord, do not forsake me, be not far from me, O my God. Make haste to help me, O Lord of my salvation. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
A reading from Isaiah, chapter 6. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a high and exalted throne, the edges of his robe filling the temple. Winged creatures were stationed around him. Each had six wings. With two they veiled their faces, with two their feet, and with two they flew about. They shouted to each other, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heavenly forces. All the earth is filled with God's glory. The door frame shook at the sound of their shouting, and the house was filled with smoke. I said, Mourn for me, I am ruined, a man with unclean lips, and I live among people with unclean lips. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heavenly forces. Then one of the ring creatures flew to me, holding a glowing coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt has departed, and your sin is removed. Then I heard the Lord's voice saying, Whom should I send, and who will go for us? I said, I'm here. Send me. And God said, Go and say to this people, Listen intently, but don't understand. Look carefully, but don't comprehend. Make the minds of this people dull. Make their ears deaf and their eyes blind. So they can't see with their eyes, or hear with their ears, or understand with their minds, and turn and be healed. I said, How long, Lord? And God said, Until the cities lie ruined with no one living in them, until there are houses with pe without people and the land is left devastated. The Lord will send the people far away, and the land will be completely abandoned. Even if one-tenth remain there, they will be burned again, like a tenorbith or an oak, which has, when it is cut, down leaves a stump, and its stump is a holy seed. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now read Canticle 11, the third song of Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples, but over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open, by day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your wall salvation and your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapters 7 and 8. They each went to their own homes, and Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he returned to the temple, all the people gathered around him, and he sat down and taught them. The legal experts and Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. Placing her in the center of the group, they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone women like this. What do you say? They said this to test him because they wanted a reason to bring an accusation against him. Jesus bent down and wrote on the ground with his finger. 
They continued to question him, so he stood up and replied, Whoever hasn't sinned should throw the first stone. Bending down again, he wrote on the ground. Those who heard him went away, one by one, beginning with the elders. Finally, only Jesus and the woman were left in the middle of the crowd. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Is there no one to condemn you? And she said, No one, sir. Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, don't sin anymore. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now read Canticle 16, the Song of Zechariah. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. When I first became serious about my faith and began to read my Bible with some regularity, Today's passage from Isaiah chapter 6 was one of the most surprising I came across in those early days. Here was Isaiah, a prophet, a holy man, deeming himself a man of unclean lips among a people of unclean lips. If even a prophet can't claim to be in right standing before God, what hope does a normal person like me have? I remember thinking. Then the angel of the Lord touches his lips with a burning coal, and now Isaiah is not just ready, but eager to speak God's word to the people. As I read more scripture, scenes like this played out in a recurring pattern throughout the Old Testament. Even in today's Psalms, we read from David, the man after God's own heart, not claiming innocent as a basis for God to rescue him from his trials and enemies, but pleading with God because he is guilty, and God alone is his only hope for rescue. In both of those examples, the people in question are great heroes of the faith who go on to do great things, almost as if their later deeds provide the justification for them being forgiven for their earlier misdeeds. That might still leave us with the question, what about us common folk? What can I do about my shortcomings and mistakes? You might not be surprised to hear me say the answer is Jesus. But what an unexpected turn of events must that have been for the woman caught in adultery. Here she was, exposed and vulnerable before a crowd eager to cast their stones to punish the sinner in their midst, all while ignoring their own guilt. 
Funny thing, too, that they didn't seem to bring along the man that she was committing adultery with, but that's neither here nor there, at least not for today. And Jesus, the one who is most deserving to cast the first stone, is the one who turns instead to her accusers and holds up a mirror to the crowd. What if every one of you got what you deserved? The crowd dispersed, and the woman, surprised and very likely confused, can only say, no one, when Jesus asks her, who condemns her? And neither do I. Go and sin no more, he responds. Lest we become confused about who is meant to be our point of view character, I think it's important to point out that more often than not, Christians are the righteous mob, not Jesus. But the truth is that both those answers would be incorrect. We are all the woman. We have all been forgiven greatly and a great many times for things both large and small, things done and left undone. During the season of Advent, we celebrate the unexpected Jesus. And today's expectedly unexpected lesson is that we are not forgiven to do great things like the stories of the Old Testament might lead us to believe sometimes, but we are to do great things because we are forgiven and loved by a Savior who has more right to accuse us than anyone in all creation, and yet chooses to save us instead. My prayer for us today is that in all our trials, in all our shortcomings, and in all our times of need, we lift our voice to God for help, knowing that God will incline his ear to us, not because we're innocent, but because we were guilty and he forgave us. And what help will he now withhold from us? If God does not condemn, then who can? If he does not abandon us, then why should we let ourselves feel abandoned? If he does not ignore us, then why should we keep silent? Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need, tells us the author of Hebrews. Lord, let it be so. Amen. Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Praying Suffrages A, we pray. Show us your mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care. 
and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Amen. I now invite your prayers, silently or aloud. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. This has been a recording of St. Michael's in the Morning, featuring staff, clergy, and acolytes from St. Michael's Episcopal Church. For more information, please visit www.st-michaels.org.